At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Martin. Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Split across the country today. I'm Ben Wilson in downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Great to be back with Josh Applebaum, who's he's pulling. It's not double, it's uh, triple duty today, Josh. You're all <laughs> over the place. Host of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets. Saw you this morning on Follow the Money. Good to see you, Josh, uh, there on the East Coast. A nice night for you, too, both on the uh, NBA, college hoops, and NHL cards last night. Yeah, Ben, it's great to be with you. So what did Ernie Banks say? You want to play two? Let's play three. Let's just get after it. Let's sweat all day today, Ben. I'm excited to be with you once again here. But, uh, yeah, a couple things just to mention. We have a big show today. Excited to talk some NFL draft. We'll talk some NHL with Andy McNeil. I'm laser-focused on college basketball right now, though, Ben. To me, that's where the money can be made. Uh, but, again, one thing I want to mention, just because we have so much to get to, how about that Bucks celtics game from last night, Ben? Obviously, we have some allegiances there. I'm a, I'm in Boston. I'm a Celts guy. You're a Bucks guy, obviously. Uh, you're actually seeing the Bucks close the gap here on the Celtics for the one seed, although Giannis kind of said they don't really care about that, but they're only half game back now. But I think just from a nitty-gritty betting standpoint, to me, this is why, one, the NBA is so difficult, and, two, kind of how you approach these line moves that move a ton and you kind of miss the boat. So, remember, we were talking about the game yesterday, how we were disappointed that Jason Tatum wasn't going to play and all the Celtics were out and their top five starters didn't even play in the game. Well, what ended up happening? We opened at one point, uh, the Bucks only laying four. They got all the way up to minus nine and a half. Some books even touched 10. Well, the Celtics ended up covering the number, had to go to overtime there. And also remember you're talking buy low overs, Ben, like when you see a total that opens like this one, I think it was around 230. At one point it got down to like 225, 226. 
I think if you missed the boat, like if you didn't get the early under or you didn't get the early bucks play, to me, either lay off the game or you wait until the very end and buy low and take the dog at, at an inflated number or buy low and take that buy low uh, over once it falls so much. So again, it was a great game, probably much better than we expected, Ben. But I think from a betting perspective, this is why betting the NBA is so difficult. But number two, why if you don't get the good number early, either lay off or actually kind of flip it and go the other way late and buy low. That's a very good point. A good pro tip right off the top, Josh. And it's not like that happens <laughs> Every so often. I mean, it is once or twice a night, Constant. seemingly, uh, with, with just about every single situation in the NBA playing out. It, yeah, at least once or twice a night, uh, depending on the card. So, yes, at least uh, at least for the Bucks, would have lost the tiebreaker for the Celtics for the number one seed had they lost the game. So, at least uh, that, it'll now come down to a game in March between the two teams' third and final regular season meeting if it ends up being a tie there for the number one seed. You mentioned the NFL draft, which we'll get to a little bit later on in the show. Russell Brown going to join us in about a half hour. Excited to have him on the show. Andy McNeil, as you mentioned, joining us in hour number two at about 1.30 on the East Coast as Andy has some hockey plays for today. Uh, the big NFL news of the day, though, Josh, really two pieces from the last 24 hours. One, it's the news we figured would eventually happened, but officially did uh, come down with Derek Carr being released by the Las Vegas Raiders, now free to sign with other teams. It's, just, it's interesting to think about where the perception of Carr is going to be at heading into next year after his struggles with the Raiders and, and a team that had a very disappointing season under Josh McDaniels in your number one. Of all the teams getting floated, Josh, it's really, you know, there's really nothing you can do from a betting perspective to, to draw the line and say, all right, try to get out in front of a market and make a move. But my question is, no matter where Carr goes, you're likely going to see an adjustment to the betting market. Will it be warranted for a guy whose stats, as we're going to dive into in a second, Josh, were not all that impressive and, and really have fallen off over the past couple of years there for the Raiders? Yeah, totally falling off here, Ben. And this was a guy that, you know, earlier in his career, I was kind of high on, on Carr here. Again, he's a guy who uh, has gotten a ton of, of play here, but he's never won a playoff game, and he has a losing record in his career. And also, it got so weird late in the season with the Raiders where they asked him not even to show up. They said just stay away from the team. So, again, kind of a really tumultuous ending there. You try to find a, a, a you know a trade partner here, but I think, smartly all these NFL teams are like hey we're not going to give you any draft capital you're gonna have to release this guy and I think that, uh, that's what Carr wanted too now he can pick his spot instead of being traded somewhere that he didn't want to go so I think Ben one thing is it pays to listen to VEASAN 24-7 because I went into uh, the, follow the money this morning with Stormy and with Sean King I'm getting ready doing my prep work and Sean King threw out a little nugget here and Sean King is a guy who's in the know and he said Little Birdie told him that there could be a play here uh, looking at um, going to the, the the Atlanta Falcons. That was kind of the name that Sean King got there. So if you look at some of these markets on where these quarterbacks will go, the Falcons are like 20 to 1. So if you want to kind of take a speculative shot, maybe put a half unit on it, you know, if someone's saying something and maybe there's a connection there where you're in a dome, you're in a very, you know, pretty porous and pretty bad division there. Tom Brady's now gone. It's kind of wide open. That's a team that makes sense to me where you took a shot of Mariota. You were a little bit competitive here. You actually covered quite a few numbers early in, early in the year. Desmond Ritter is more of a, a developmental guy who probably isn't ready to go. I think that makes a ton of sense, but obviously you're hearing these other teams like Carolina, the Saints were mentioned, but it sounds like he, he's not too interested in going there. So this is actually up to Carr where he wants to go. But to me, if I'm taking a long shot, I think that it makes sense here what Sean King was told, the 20-1 to 1 with the Falcons. And again, those are all always those offshore numbers that you can't, you can't <laughs> bet it outside of 
Look, some books will sometimes <laughs> offer uh, for the big name players. And Tom Brady's next team was offered at, uh, at DraftKings somewhat <laughs> infamously be- right before he announced his retirement. And retirement was not one of the options. But Panthers, if you look at the offshore market, are right now the favorite plus 250 bucks, uh, three to one. Then you have the Saints about four and a half to one. I, when I'm evaluating quarterbacks, I, I try, Josh, to you're, like you're trying to strip emotion away from it when you're evaluating these guys and how they should impact the team in the betting market. I always like to look at the completion percentage over expectation metric. Because what that does is it compares how efficient a quarterback is relative to his scheme. So if you're in, say, Kyle Shanahan's scheme, right, you're going to have a lot of wide open guys to throw to with the motion that they run. And you've got crossers and you should have a very, a very high expected completion percentage that the same thing went for, for Josh McDaniel's system. Carr's expected completion percentage was actually relatively high last year. Yet his completion percentage over expectation, his actual percentage relative to what was expected out of him based on the scheme was really bad. It was a, a negative three, which you ready for the, these names, Josh? Only three quarterbacks who were qualified as starters were worse. Baker Mayfield, Davis Mills, and Carson Wentz were the only worst quarterbacks relative to what their team set up for them in scheme with their expected throws. I look at that and say, it's, it's hard for me to have a lot of trust in Carr now knowing he's going to be in a new scheme again after really struggling to adapt to what McDaniels had for him last year in Vegas. So, Ben, I can't throw at you like one of these advanced metrics. I'll leave that to my guy, Ben Wilson. But I will say, here's a metric uh, comparing Carr to what you have right now. Is it an upgrade here? So I think that's kind of a relative uh, comparison as well. So if you're looking at Carolina, you know, you had the Baker Mayfield experiment. Uh, Darnold actually played kind of okay late down the stretch. They won a few games there uh, toward the end. But obviously, Frank Reich is the quarterback whisperer. We've seen him take over uh, quarterbacks. He couldn't do it last year with Sam Ellinger. And, you know, obviously, Matt Ryan, maybe no one could have uh, helped those quarterbacks here. But can Reich, you know, turn Carr around, make him a little bit better, make that expected become reality here based upon the metrics? And again, you're looking at Atlanta in the dome with Arthur Smith, an offensive minded guy. Can that be a situation where you have Drake London and you have Kyle Pitts? Uh, maybe you get another weapon here in the draft. Could that be a bonus? So, again, if you just tell me, is Carr a good quarterback or not? Do I want him on my team or not? I need to know who's your current quarterback and what the difference would be between your cur- right. your current QB and if Carr is going to be better or worse. So, uh, again, these are the things I think you got to look toward. And then you made a really good point. It's these uh, prop bets are kind of difficult to find sometimes based upon where they're available. So Carr also, Ben, you know, we saw obviously with Tom Brady, this isn't a great comparison, but, you know, you leave your team and you're reinvigorated and you're trying to prove people wrong. Carr maybe has a chip on his shoulder now. You remember, he was with the Raiders for so long that if you change uh, you change teams, you got something to prove, you get a fire lit under you for the first time in a while, you don't take anything for granted anymore. Maybe Carr's really trying to prove people wrong, and maybe he'll uh, outperform or perform better than he did down the stretch with the Raiders. Yeah, no doubt. It, like The one advanced metric, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's just a, a place to start for trying to evaluate just, you know, just the raw numbers and the efficiency of a quarterback like Carr. It's funny, if you want to have fun with numbers and look at small sample sizes, Sam Darnold was actually third among all quarterbacks in that same stat from his limited experience. Number one, Josh, you want to take it? You're going to, you're going to laugh at the guy who was actually number one. If you at least, if you limit the, uh, the threshold to a hundred snaps in the season, it was Bailey Zappi of New England. <laughs> it was number one last I, we had Zappi fever, Ben. I can, I can I'll tell you, just from being in New England, a lot of people wanted him to play when Mac Jones uh, got, got, came yeah. back from injury, though. So uh, we shall see. But Zappi fever, I don't know. Hopefully Bill O'Brien will fix Mac Jones uh, going in next year. Hopefully, yes. A, a number of new coordinators <laughs> coming into new teams. That is, that is part of the revolving door of news uh, today, where you have Eric Bieniemy now viewed to be a top candidate for the Washington offensive coordinator job. He's set to interview there tomorrow and it just got me thinking Josh you know from the the general perspective of these futures I, I wonder if sometimes we talk so much in college football about 
the importance of stability and lack of turnover year to year and how hard that is to find in the college game. You know, NFL has now become, and obviously not to the degree of, of the college game, but from a coaching perspective, like you have the Philadelphia Eagles who lose their offensive and defensive coordinator. And it, it, you wonder why it is so hard for teams to get back to the promised land year after year and become consistent threats in the postseason. You know, Andy Reid comes out yesterday and talks about his offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, and who has continued to not get head coaching looks despite being more than qualified. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Bieniemy actually leaves Josh and goes to Washington because if he, st- if he somehow stays and he goes back to Kansas City, where Andy <laughs> Reid pretty basically admitted, he's like, yeah, the NFL is saying at this point, he's got to leave and be an offensive coordinator somewhere else to get a head coaching job. But if Bieniemy stays, obviously the Chiefs have a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the greatest ever in Patrick Mahomes, but I wonder if we, we, we sort of discount what that does from a just, you know, having the same guys in the building, calling plays, being part of the same meetings year in and year out where the Chiefs continue to defy all, all the odds and keep going back to Super Bowls year in, year out. I think it's a great point, Ben. And when you look at, you know, betting futures and betting win totals in particular, you talk to a lot of wise guys, and they'll tell you one thing they lean on is stability. One thing they want to bet against is instability. If you can bring back the majority of your players, the majority of your coaches, it sets you up pretty well for the next year because you don't have to spend a lot of the preseason learning new learning new uh, schemes and learning new plays and everything like that. So the thing with enemy though, Ben, I think which is maybe uh, to his detriment, which is a bit unfair, is that when you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes is great, and then Andy Reid holds the play sheet. So it's like, what does Bianami actually do? I think he's kind of, obviously he does a ton, but I think from just the perception of, hey, Reed is, it has the play sheet. Like with Belichick, he doesn't have the play sheet, but he would always get credit defensively because he's a defensive-minded guy. I think Bianami really has to kind of go outside of Kansas City and prove that it's not just Mahomes, it's not just Andy Reed. He's a really big part, and I think he is a really good coach, but he kind of doesn't get the credit he deserves because Reed holds the play sheet, and Mahomes is just great no matter who coaches right. him. Yeah, I mean, think about modern NFL history. Has there been another offensive coordinator with the same sort of success? success and not gotten a head coaching offer even as Eric Bieniemy. It's, it's, it's interesting to say the least. You know who also has an opening for OC, Josh? Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. That is going to be an interesting decision and development to see where the Eagles go. When we return, we'll discuss the impact of the hiring on the Jonathan Gannon front for the Arizona Cardinals. He leaves Philly to take over as Arizona head coach as we continue some NFL talk kicking off a show on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. 
All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone Some people you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on v with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Great to be back with Josh Applebaum, who's in for Mike Pritchard today. Pritch enjoying the uh, Hawaiian Islands. He's got a Mai Tai somewhere. Uh, maybe not this early because it's like 7 a.m. in Hawaii. But eh, Mike, Mike's, in, Mike's enjoying. So if you're, I know if we have uh, some radio listeners now, Josh, in, uh, in Honolulu. So if you're in Honolulu, go find Mike Pritchard. He's on, he's on a beach somewhere. Uh, Josh, we, the big news uh, from the NFL cycle over the last 24 hours had coaching-wise, it happened right after we went off the air yesterday with Jonathan Gannon hired as the Arizona head coach, leaves Philadelphia as their defensive coordinator. It, it's funny just comparing, you know, where Gannon comes in for Arizona compared to where the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles comes in with Indianapolis, Shane Steichen. Both teams in, in obvious rebuilds. We talked about Steichen yesterday. At least today from the Arizona front, one of the deep long shots, 200 to one at most books to win the Super Bowl. How do you see this going in year one for a first time head coach in Gannon? So to be totally honest with you, Ben, I think this is a terrible hire. I got nothing wrong with the the guy. I'm sure he's a really, you know, fantastic coach and really smart defensive minded guy. But two reasons why I think this move makes no sense. Number one is that, you know, what did he do in the Super Bowl? I mean, he had a great regular season, but you get torched by Patrick Mahomes. You give up 24 points. You can't stop anything in the second half. 
How does that speak to you as a football mind? Of course, you know, to me, what that talks about is making adjustments. What was your game plan going in? Looked pretty good in the first half, but when everything's going wrong, what adjustments did you make to stop Patrick Mahomes? To me, it was no adjustments whatsoever. They keep getting torched, and Gannon is the lead guy who is the architect of that defensive game plan. So I don't get how watching the Super Bowl you can be confident in this guy. And again, I don't want to overreact to one game because he did have a really good regular season, but it just shows me that when the, the brights are really light, or you know, the, when the uh, lights shine the brightest, what did he do for you? He got torched in the second half. I don't know how that gives you confidence in hiring this guy to become a coordinator or to become a head coach now. The other thing, uh, Ben, is that philosophically, like to me, this is a reactionary move. Like Arizona, they went with a big offensive-minded guy, Cliff Kingsbury. Didn't really work out. They had that one year where they, what did they start, 10-0 and or 10-1, and and you know it looked like they, they were working with something there with Kyler Murray. It didn't work out. You get rid of Kingsbury. You're going to have to pay his money for the next, next few years here. So what do you do? You go the opposite other way. You hire a defensive guy. I think this is a move that a lot of NFL teams make a big mistake on. If you hire an offensive guy, he doesn't work out flip it, go defense. Defense doesn't work out, flip it, go offense. Just a back-and-forth ping-pong here. So the, the way that the NFL is trending is it's an offensive-minded league. It's all about, you know, can you connect the coach and the quarterback? Well, this is a defensive guy. How do you think Kyler Murray likes this, Ben? He's probably going to go play Call of Duty right now. I don't think he's too excited <laughs> about this move, bringing in a defensive guy. Is that is he really going to get the best out of Kyler Murray? I just think this is a, a, really, a move that makes no sense to me. Now, again, I could be completely wrong. Maybe he turns Arizona around. Maybe he's a defensive guy that has a lot of tricks up his sleeve but from the standpoint of being torched in the Super Bowl and in a league where it's all about offense you hire a defensive guy to me it just makes no sense Ben I think it's a bad move for Arizona right you, you don't want to discount the fact that Philadelphia was the number one yards per play defense and was an elite turnover machine on the defensive front ended up second in turnover margin this year had the uh, the most sacks by 15 of any team in the NFL yet you, you go back to then okay was that is that personnel versus scheme and if you if you grade the players down the line for Philadelphia and arguably the best set of personnel of, of all defensive teams in the NFL this year. The Kyler Murray piece is so fascinating to me, Josh. <laughs> we just saw the experiment completely fail with a an offensive guru like a Cliff Kingsbury who wanted to do it his way. Arizona, it's obvious from when you hear, heard the tea leaves and all the rumor mill floating about the, the previous head coaching cycle, how any of these veteran head coaches we thought could maybe come in and kind of lay down the law and tell, all right, tell Kyler, okay, this is how we're going to do it. None of those coaches wanted to be a part of the circus. It was obvious when you read the reports. It wasn't like some, you know, some hidden rumor even. It was pretty much out in the open. Arizona didn't really have any leverage the way I look at it, Josh. You had very few candidates at this point, and you were going to have to likely go with a first-time head coach anyway. So could you at least point to saying, okay, at least we get our guy on the defensive side of the ball. We feel really good about that, even if it was a bad Super Bowl. Now we tell Kyler Murray, hey, we gave you this huge contract. We're gonna have, we'll find well, you know we'll have a play call but this is kind of on you like it's it's time to grow up here and and stop being so juvenile like you were in past seasons I, I just wonder if that's if that's maybe Josh where Arizona was looking at this it's obviously not a great place to be in but clearly the the, the whatever was tried last year over the past couple of seasons with Kingsbury it did not work and this is obviously a different way of going about it albeit with limited options that they had to go with for head coach. So that actually makes some sense here, Ben. It's almost like, hey, we tried one thing. It didn't work. Let's go complete opposite, see if we can get the best out of Kyler Murray here. Now, to me, if I'm running Arizona, I'm looking at who can I hire that will get the best out of Kyler Murray? Obviously, Kingsbury didn't work out. Maybe there's a different style of offense. Maybe you just have, have to bank on Kyler Murray finally seeing the light, being more mature, laying off the call of duty and getting in his play sheet and really studying his playbook here. That's really what you're banking on. But what I would look toward, Ben, is, again, find a coach that can, uh, when you're interviewing this coach, say, hey, 
we, we're tied to Kyler Murray, you know, and again, you can argue, and I think giving him that big deal when he didn't really prove too much to you prior, he's an injury-prone guy. I'm down on Kyler Murray just in general, but you gave him the money. You're stuck with him right now, so I think you got to hire someone that's going to get the most out of him. So to me, I would find a coach, and maybe maybe this is Gannon and his philosophy, and again, he's a defensive-minded guy, but uh, Bill Belichick, maybe not a great comparison. He said, hey, if you're a good coach uh, in, in football, you can kind of do both sides. You know the game. You're going to hire an offensive guy. It's almost like Andy Reid uh, offensively, Ben. Like, he's great offensively, but he gives Steve Spagnuolo kind of the freedom to do what he wants on defense. Is that what Gannon's going to do offensively toward Kyler Murray? But I'd go the other way. To me, what's working in the NFL and where all these coaches are coming from, it's the Shanahan-McVay tree. So I would find, you know, the next 32, 33-year-old, you know, quarterbacks coach or offensive, you know, the game day uh, coordinator here. Who's the next in line in that tree from uh, Shanahan-McVay? I would take one of those guys and maybe link him with Kyler Murray. But they made their decision here, Ben. We'll see how it works out. I just don't think it was a good decision. Yeah, uh, Brian Johnson is that young guy that everybody is pointing to, but Philadelphia is rumored to just promote him. He's the Eagle quarterbacks coach. He is likely to get promoted to OC from within. There's also rumors that it, were he not to be, Shane Steichen would want him as his own OC going to Indianapolis. There would obviously be the connection too now with the Jonathan Gannon at defensive coordinator. And yeah, and the other names are, are like the ones that get uh, recycled. I mean, you have like the enemy could be, an option, Clint Kubiak is another a name that is is currently being considered, but it's it's likely not going to be best-case scenario for Arizona, no matter how you, you draw it up. And it's a team that, what, you think probably five and a half, six maybe, Josh, win total next year? A team that's going to be long shots in a really competitive division there, the NFC West. Hard to, hard to get excited about Arizona coming into 23. It really is, Ben. And again, you gave the numbers here, but 200 to one to win the Super Bowl, 100 to one to win the NFC. They're expected to be the worst team in the NFL. So I almost look at it and say, you know, do you uh, scour the trade market here? Can you just kind of, and again, I don't, you don't want to hear this if you're an Arizona fan, but do you blow it up and start over from scratch? You're getting what the third overall pick this year. Can you get a couple first round picks for Kyler Murray? Is there a desperate team that sees something in him? Like the New York Jets, always searching for a quarterback. Can you get two first round picks and a player and maybe some future picks for Kyler Murray? I think obviously Arizona is going to try to stick with him. They have so much dead money on the line if they get rid of him or, uh, you know, kind of go in a different direction. But to me, this is a team that, uh, and again, expect to be the worst team in the league. My only thing, though, Ben, is I don't know if I'm going to rush and bet the under only because when there's a team that all offseason we're told is terrible, 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 you don't want to just immediately fall into that public narrative. Like, perfect example is Pritch's Seahawks. Remember we were doing shows last year? Mm -hmm. Everyone told us Seahawks were going to be absolutely terrible. They crushed that over five and a half win total. Had it ended, ended up having a really good year. Now it's maybe not the best comparison, uh, but to me, I think Arizona's in for a very long season upcoming. Yeah, the difference was you had a, uh, a very good coach and veteran in Pete Carroll <laughs> uh, who, who was uh, able to work around a loss of uh, Russell Wilson, and it ended up uh, working out at least for Seattle, a season to go. And we flashed up a second ago for those of you watching us at VEASAN.com, YouTube TV. For all of the coaches now who have been hired as head coaches this offseason, where the odds are at now. Josh, as you pay attention to the market 365 days a year in the NFL. The Sean Payton <laughs> hire was the biggest from a just a pure number move. And if you look at what the implied probability for Denver, it raised their Super Bowl percentage by about 25 to 3%. Are we at the point now where there was that initial immediate move towards Denver, now down to 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl? You imagining, Josh, that that number's probably going to settle in, or do you see more more movement happening as the public gets enamored more and more with Peyton moving to Denver? Yeah, so I think you got to be wary of the public just falling in love with this move. Obviously, Sean Payton had so much success with Drew Brees down in the bayou here, and we were talking about the line movements with uh, Denver coming off a terrible year with Nathaniel Hackett. But current odds now, 30-1. to 1. Uh, You're 17-1 to 1 to win the, the AFC here. And also look at it from the standpoint of Sean Payton could have picked any team he wanted. He chose Denver. Now, part of it is, 
that Walmart money, Ben, that that, belt, that Walton money uh, from the Walton family who owns Walmart gave him a bajillion dollars to go coach the team. So you can look at it from an economic standpoint of, you know, a, a kind of an offer it's too good to refuse. But also, I think maybe he sees something in Russell Wilson where it was so bad last year. Maybe he says, hey, everyone's dancing on Russell Wilson's grave like he's washed up and he's no good anymore. But as a offensive-minded guru, is there a way to get the most out of Russell Wilson? Again, this is another quarterback that is making a ton of money, is not going to go anywhere based on his contract. Can Sean Payton get the most of him? Did he? Can he find out some flaws or maybe change the scheme or get back to Russell Wilson the things that he does well and put him in a position to succeed? Uh, at those numbers, again, it's a tough conference. I think it's Mahomes' conference to win for quite a long time into the future. But just based on the numbers, he's probably in the best position of all these new coaches. Right. It would look that way, although from a futures perspective, more of a sucker bet than anything else, at least yeah. at least right now. If you're, if you're looking to bet Denver as of today, February the 15th. We still have more NFL discussion to get to, though. We'll go back to the NFL draft. We, we started to dip our toes in yesterday on the show, Josh. 71 days away, Russell Brown, who's a, a national draft scout and expert for CoverOne.net. Russell will join us next. Give us his early draft insights. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is VSIN.com. Slash subscribe. You get all sorts of articles too from uh, and daily podcasts from Josh Applebaum is with us right now in for Mike Pritchard today. I'm Ben Wilson back in Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. 71 days away, Josh, to the NFL drafts. No, no such thing as an NFL offseason anymore. We're right into NFL draft prep. Russell Brown joins us right now, joins us from the Detroit area. Give him a follow at Russ NFL Draft, a national scout NFL draft analyst for CoverOne.net. So we, we get this preparation going, Russell. And what's interesting about this year's draft compared to other years is the question right at the top. Number one with the Chicago Bears, will they hold on to that pick? Will they trade it away? Since that is really going to determine our betting, at least at the very top of the odds board. Uh, how do you see it playing out from, from what you're hearing early on in the process? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of signs are, are pointing to them, you know, trying to trade out of that selection. I think that's something that they truly want to do. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up keeping the pick just because of how talented Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are. And, you know, you always run the risk of moving back a little bit too far and really not getting one of your guys. So um, realistically, though, I mean, everything that we're hearing is, is really showing that, you know, they're going to listen to a lot of offers and, and there's going to be a lot of people trying to get up to either get Bryce Young or, or potentially you know, Will Levis has really gained some steam over the last couple of weeks as far as his draft stock goes. Indianapolis has been a team that, that I've heard really likes him. Seattle as well. So we'll kind of see what happens with that. But I, I think ultimately kind of the sweet spot for Chicago is to probably trade back no farther than four or five. They might even just take the one-spot jump from one to two if Houston is really in on Bryce Young. That's been kind of the team that, maybe has done the most work on Bryce Young from some of the, the things that I've, I've kind of – the stones I've unturned, if you will. So we'll see what Chicago gets as far as a return. Um, I would have to think they get a first-round pick for next year, obviously some day-two picks for this year. Mm -hmm. Houston's got the draft capital. It makes sense. But also Indianapolis makes a lot of sense. They've got some draft capital. And I don't want to say they have a ready-made roster to win today, 
but it, it certainly feels like they're maybe a quarterback away from being a lot more competitive than we've seen these last few years. Russell, it's Josh Applebaum. Thanks so much for joining us today. I wanted to kind of get your take on, in particular, if we can hammer home on uh, Bryce Young here, because right now, based on the odds, and obviously a lot of NFL betters love betting the draft, myself included, it is expected that Young will be the first quarterback off the board. He is minus 175 right now. And what you're seeing is obviously the respect from the odds makers, but then sometimes you'll, you'll kind of read about Young. And it, um, what I wanted to ask you is, is there kind of a hesitancy or kind of a fear of his size and his stature? You'll read a lot about, obviously his numbers are great. He did great in his last, uh, his last game in college there in that bowl game. He really lit it up and looked fantastic, but he's six foot. He's 194. You look at these other quarterbacks, Stroud, Levis, Anthony Richardson. These guys are six foot three or hot or tall much uh, much heavier here and much more solid in today's NFL. So my first question is, do you think it's a smart bet to take Bryce Young, first quarterback selected, and are there fears around the NFL that, hey, this guy was great in college, but if you're only six foot 194, is that going to be a player that maybe uh, pro, uh, pro teams are fearful of getting injury, uh, getting hurt or injury prone in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I, when I see odds up to, you know, minus 175, I'd probably just pass on it just because I would have to throw a serious amount of coin to make anything really bad. Um, and I, I just never, you know, I can never trust that, especially in today's game. I mean, two years back, I never thought Baker Mayfield was going to be the first overall pick, and he ended up going first overall. So, I mean, I could certainly see Bryce Young going first just simply because of what he brings from a value of what he does on the field, what he can do off the field, but really, you know, when you look at marketability, you're talking about a guy that's won a Heisman Trophy, a guy that has all the accolades, that sells tickets. And, and this is a business after all. These teams are trying to sell tickets and get people into the stadium. So I think Bryce Young is somebody that makes a lot of sense for that. And again, from a talent perspective, he's got a big arm. He is really like a, a twitchy point guard at the position. He plays it like a point guard in the NBA. And you love seeing that because he distributes the ball perfectly along, you know, variety of pass catchers, and he's got the desired mobility. But if I looked at, you know, the odds of a Will Levis or something like that, and I see, you know, he might be plus 250, I, I'm not looking at the odds currently live, but I might be more intrigued with that just simply because there's a chance that an Indianapolis or a Seattle could move up there and get a, a guy like Will Levis, like I mentioned. I think that's the guy that those – those two teams are really intrigued by uh, specifically Seattle is, is when I left the senior bowl in mobile, that's kind of the team that I heard was really doing a lot of research on Will Levis. Yeah. Levis right now, plus four fifty to be first quarterback selected five to one to go first overall right now. At least if you look at some of the, the latest mock Seattle they, who draft fifth would, would love, it sounds like and You're saying this Russell from the early thoughts. If, if he fell uh, to number five right now, we don't have yet since we are pretty early in the process. We don't have the positional over unders yet which end up being probably the more popular and profitable ways to bet the NFL draft guys that maybe start the processes, potentially late first rounders who get a lot of positive momentum, end up going near the, the top 10. Derek Stingley, best example of that from a season ago of the guys right now, maybe projected in that mid to late tier round one frame that you could see getting a lot of traction momentum and going much earlier. Who are a couple guys you're honing in on right now that you really like that you could see teams falling in love with? Well, certainly Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, his draft value is all over the board. Some people don't believe he's a first-round overall talent or even a first-round pick. Some think he's, he's more suited for the back end of the first round, and we've kind of seen that traditionally. Guys that are a little bit more raw and need a lot more work uh, and a lot more polishing, they end up going a little bit later than expected. But then you look at these teams in the top ten. We, we talked about Indy and Seattle. We look at you know Las Vegas. We look at 
you know, potentially Carolina. Houston has picked 12. Do they move up from 12 to move up and get a quarterback and still somehow get, you know, potentially a, a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter at two? But I think Richardson's just super intriguing because there's a lot of quarterback needy teams in the top 15, top 16 picks where it just feels like he's going to ultimately go there. So I'll be really curious where his over-under will be as far as draft position. If it's like 13 and a half, I think I would probably take the under. Mm -hmm. I think he would probably go under that. Um, Another name, Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon, potentially the first corner off the board. I think he's the best cornerback in this class. I know a lot of people like Devin Witherspoon, but when you look at Detroit, some of the ties that they've had to the Pac-12, Oregon over the last few years with Brad Holmes. I think them at six, they need a cornerback. I think that they could really look at that position, and Gonzalez could be the one that goes first. Um, Another guy that maybe just slips into the back end of the first round, um, I would go ahead and say Darnell Wright from Tennessee, the offensive tackle. He might be the, the third or fourth offensive tackle off the board, but I think there's a lot of teams in the back end of the first round that would, would really like him. Uh, and then just lastly, you know, first receiver off the board. I, I know we might talk about this, and maybe I'm just kind of going into the next to the next question, but Quentin Johnson I know is, is the favorite to be the first receiver, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it ended up being Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith and Jigba, especially if Jackson Smith and Jigba test really well at the combine. I think he could be the first receiver just because of his route running ability, some of the, the, the ability that he has as far as orbit motions, jet motions, and those types of things within the offense. He's very versatile. He can be a slot receiver, a Z receiver, move around a lot. So I think he is somebody that could be the first receiver off the board. Yeah, and Russell, you kind of mentioned here that was going to be my next question. Johnson is your favorite first wide receiver, plus 150, but they're kind of bunched up here. Uh, Smith and Najiba is plus 225, Addison's plus 250, so books are giving Johnson the slight edge, but it's kind of a a three-wide receiver race here to go first overall. I want to take a step back, though. Like, uh, I wanted to ask you, like, number one, do you go to the combine? And number two... How important is the combine in terms of, you know, for betters here? Like how, uh, obviously we're looking at 40 times and, you know, the three cone drill and all these different things that you turn on NFL network and you're watching to see how athletic these guys are. But just from a betting standpoint, how important is the the combine? And I know Ben Wilson was talking about this, uh, how important it is for kind of narratives to form and, and lines to change after the combine. But what should we pay attention to the combine, you know, and how important is it for betters to pay attention? Because, you know, do you start to see teams fall in love with players and how can betters use that to their advantage, basically post pre-combine versus post-combine? Yeah, well, you know, for starters, I've never been to the combine. Um, I've had the opportunity to go the last two years, just continue to pass on it for whatever reason. I don't know why I keep doing that. Um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go next year. Um, it's just one of those things when I, after I get back from the senior bowl, you know, that one kind of wears you down and you just got so much prep work to do as far as scouting reports and things like that. It's kind of tough to to make that trip down there, even though it's not that far away. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when I look at the combine, I I look at these 40 times and really, you know, it it depends on the position. So if you're looking at an edge rusher, you really want to look at his three cone drill and his vertical jump. So the 40 time obviously matters. You know, if a guy's running a, a five-second 40, he's probably not going to go potentially in the first round if he's playing that edge rusher position. Like, if we're talking about, you know, Nolan Smith from Georgia, if he runs a five-second 40, you could probably write him out of the first round. But if you how fluid his hips are, how he can drop his, his center of gravity, and how he can turn and burn a little bit. And then when you look at just vertical jumps, you're talking about explosiveness. I mean, these guys, they, they, they are standing up. They're doing certain things. So it's really important from that standpoint. So I think the key is, you know, you just look at where these guys are are kind of uh, putting into positions as far as their draft rankings and and where they could go. And then you just throw in 
what their times are, and it kind of locks in their right. value yeah. of where they can go. Great stuff, Russell. Uh, Russell Brown, you can give him a follow, by the way, at uh, Russell and Russ NFL Draft. Thanks, Russell. We appreciate the time. We'll take a break. Back after this on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. A big thanks to Russell Brown for joining us to talk all things NFL Draft. We're back with Josh Applebaum from Boston. I'm Ben Wilson in Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Ready to transition to some of the golf, Josh? I'm so happy now that... Football is over. We can get the great betting sports like golf in the limelight. That's what we're doing now. Genesis Open starts tomorrow at Riviera in L.A. And it is the return, Josh, of one Tiger Woods. 
Yeah, really exciting here, Ben. And, you know, first thing I would say is before we even talk about any of this, go check out the VEASAN Long Shots uh, podcast here with Wes Reynolds and the crew because let off today's newsletter, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Make sure you sign up, get this free great sports betting info to your inbox every morning. But uh, Wes and the crew did a full hour on the Genesis here. So I'm going to defer to them. Wes is it, I believe, uh, 3, 30 to 1 or or higher or whichever way you look at it, 30 or, or 35 or more. Best, basically big long shot bets so far uh, this year or the, over the past year. So I'll lean on whatever they're on. And I think if you're going to bet this thing, go check out the long shots pod first. It's only an hour. It's going to make you some money, I think. Oh, no question. They do a great job. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and Wes Reynolds. That is in the feed. They have episodes every Monday and Tuesday. So definitely recommend that for checking it out. From the, the betting perspective, the thing that, that stands out as far as Tiger's return, Josh, I haven't seen him since <laughs> the British Open last July. It, it is it is obvious, and, and I think about British Open. I mean, from a couple of years ago, it's it's been a long time since we've seen Tiger Woods in a legitimate competition like it like he will be this weekend. Uh, the thing that stands out to me, though, it's the fact that the betting public has definitely gotten smarter about how they bet golf, and and especially with how they look at Tiger Woods. He's no longer just the the sexy player everybody's going to automatically bet just because he's Tiger and just because he always on the surface has a chance to win. That's not the same. He, he opened. It, his number was in like the 50, 60 to one range, which was way, way too short this week. It took basically no action to actually win the tournament. Is now more in the 150 to one range right now, if you look at BetMGM. And, and the big action, a lot of tickets. I, one, one of the books here in Nevada has actually taken more tickets on Tiger Woods in the make or miss the cut prop than on some of their Super Bowl props. So it shows you <laughs> just how big of a draw Tiger still is from a name perspective, yet... Betters have gotten smart, and, and all the action has been to him missing the cut. He's up to minus 190 now, Josh. I see it. DraftKings to miss the cut, plus 150 to make. It's it's one of those spots you don't want to – everybody's going to be rooting for Tiger, but he's been pretty open in admitting this is just a tune-up for him. He wants to see where he's, his body is at as he prepares to make a return to major championship golf at the Masters. So unless you were looking at one of the matchup offerings on the board or if you were – you're wanting to lay juice on him to miss the cut. Those are really the only two legit options you can play on, at least for Woods this week. And he's been very open about how far away he is from actually competing. Well, I think it's a really good point, Ben. So it's kind of funny how this has completely flipped the public perception of Tiger Woods. And you mentioned it, you know, when it was Tiger, anytime he you know, would take the course, especially after his injury, it was just, hey, let's bet Tiger because he's Tiger Woods. It's almost like the parlay mentality of, you know, let's bet five bucks on him to win it at this huge payout here. Will he or won't he? We don't know, but you're getting this great number. You might as well take a shot. So he was basically a trendy dog. And Ben, you know those two words to me. That means it's a, a bet against here. But now you flip it the other way. Are we not giving Tiger enough credit? Like from a just a physical standpoint, this is what you worry about, Ben. Uh, obviously, he had gotten that really bad car crash. Thank God he's okay. It's kind of amazing he's even competing nowadays. But uh, it wasn't. And I was reading up on this. It's not so much his leg; it's his ankle and plantar fasciitis. So that's what's really been uh, kind of giving giving him some trouble. Uh, and if you look at you know kind of just going through four straight days of 18 holes walking a course, he hasn't done that in quite a long time here. So obviously, the physical uh, kind of toll of being in this tournament is going to really test Tiger Woods here but to the point of what you mentioned he was a really trendy dog that the public would just take you know give long shot money on to see if he can do well but now are we question are we kind of underselling him too much is, is he becoming now a bit of a contrarian play that's what intrigues me here Ben like fully admit you mentioned it the make miss cut is taking in a ton of action in, in Las Vegas here and pretty much across the betting market I was actually talking to our buddy Stephen Hennessy from Golf Digest I said hey I'm, I have to talk golf today can you give me some intel on Tiger Woods he did say he's got some guys out at the Genesis saying Tiger Woods does look pretty good. 
But you mentioned it. There's been huge steam on Tiger to miss the cut. A lot of books open as low as like minus 120, minus 130. Now you're, now you're all the way up to minus 210. Is there an opportunity now to buy low and actually make a contrarian wager on Tiger because the line has moved so much to take some big plus money on him to make the cut? So to me, maybe you're just banking and hoping that he plays well and he's physically uh, able to go through this whole tournament. But I kind of like the fact that now we're not like just you know naively falling in love with Tiger. We're actually thinking he's he's not that good or not that good, but not physically able to get through it. Can you go contrarian and get plus money here, Ben? I'm intrigued by putting 10 bucks on Tiger to make the cut, believe it or not. I don't think there's any value at minus 210 now to miss. Right. It's certainly, yeah, the number has definitely moved. And the big question, it's it's not just for two rounds. It's really for a full four for Woods. And it, yeah, could he, could he certainly make a cut and at least see the weekend? That's a very realistic outcome. It's it's more been something where he's admitted he has not walked a full 72 holes. Like he literally has not walked <laughs> that the four day 18 hole stretch uh, in uh, really since since last year when he only played in three tournaments, missed a cut at the British Open. That was his last event. Been about seven months since we've actually seen Tiger in a a competitive event ahead of his car crash. It's been about two years since then. It was right after the Riviera tournament this same week back in 2021. So that yeah that that's the way I would be uh, be attacking it either. If you yeah, if you want to grab plus money and and take a you know take a very small bet, or if you're looking for the tournament long perspective, you go match up and you look at another player that he's matched up against. Where even if Woods makes the cut, likely not to have a whole lot in the tank based on his comments already in the press for the full four days. From my perspective, just looking at the overall tournament, Josh, it's a it's a very challenging course at Riviera. Some of the the toughest greens are the hardest greens actually from five feet and in with how fast they are, expect them to be uh, extremely quick greens, hard to hit as well. It, it's one of the tougher up and down scrambling courses on tour with, with more more difficult bunker complexes surrounding the greens. And also a course where you need to have a distance off the tee. It, 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 it's one of those courses that is very challenging to hit narrow fairways, but is also one that is going to leave you with a lot of those narrow, long approach shots. So I'm really looking at all at well-rounded players. This is another elevated tour event this week, Josh. I'm, as you've probably seen, I mean... With these elevated tour events and all the top guns are in the field, you it's amazing how short of shots it becomes for guys like John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, probably warranted with how good they are on a week-in, week-out basis. Scotty Scheffler right there at 10-1, to 1, who just won last week. But I found myself really gravitating toward the guys in that mid-tier range who, in a weaker field, would probably be favorites in the 12-14-1 range. But in a tournament like this, you see them drift into the 30-40-1 to 40 to 1 range. So Sung J.M. is one of those guys I have targeted this week, Josh, and it, it's just fascinating from a raw numbers perspective how you get a guy as good as a Sung Jay or say a, you know a Hovland, a Sam Burns, you get really good value in fields like this where their numbers start to drift further and further down the board. So I think that you make a really good point here, and this is kind of what in the newsletter this morning I was reading about from Wes and the crew is that with this elevated competition, you're getting some of the best golfers in the world going head to head. So you know at one point if you're getting Rory at one position only like plus 400, now you're getting Rory to win it all at what plus 900. So you're getting better payouts here. Uh, also, you are getting nine of the top 10 golfers according to the official World Golf Ranking in this tournament. I think it's 23 of the top 25. It's funny, Ben. We're all worried about if you're a golf uh, fan here or golf better, all these betters going to the live tournament the Saudi-backed league, where actually PGA, maybe they're looking pretty good and they still have a lot of these great players. So one thing that I'd be looking at, though, Ben, is uh, not really these long, and again, you are getting better value to win the overall tournament, but one thing I did learn during the pandemic when I really started to get into golf when there wasn't much more going on 
is really these uh, not to win it all, but just to finish in a top 10, finish in a top 20. You're not going to get as big of a payout, but you're going to give yourself a better chance to win. So again, this is kind of a chalky play, but Scotty Scheffler is your number one ranked golfer in the world, Ben. You're getting him plus 120 to just finish in the top 10. To me, if you're looking to just not make a, a big amount of money, but maybe just grind out, you know, bet a unit, try to get 1.2 units back. To me, Scheffler to, to finish top 10 could be a worthwhile play. But uh, I'll, we'll be rooting for Will Hill, though. He's got Adam Scott at, what, 55-1 to 1 here, Ben. So that's right, uh, excited. Yeah. It should be a great tournament here. And look, that's how I I mean, that's how I bet golf these days. I mean, it is it is heavy on the derivatives when you get the top 20 and, uh, and top 10 markets. My favorite play for this week, it is Sung JM, top 20, who you can find right now at DraftKings at uh, plus 130. The, of the main factors that will be so important at Riviera, it's scrambling with the very difficult bunker complexes, and how difficult it is to putt as well. Im is, a, is an outstanding scrambler, and, and he's one of the best on tour in the bogeys avoided number as well. Also a guy who's really solid off the tee. He's top 10 in good drives gained as well. So if I'm combining those two factors, approach game is always so important at every single course. Im has been, he's, he's not one of the elite guys, but he still grades out well enough to certainly be in consideration. I, I, I like his opportunity to, to win the tournament. I will go ahead and, and look, you can get top, top 10 on him in the three to one range. But to get top 20 on a guy like that with very, very high win equity every single week on tour at a plus 130 number just for top 20, that's a bet I will happily make every single week. So that's what I'm riding with, Josh. And what's you're going Scheffler uh, top 10. That's your play. And I'm going Tiger. You know, Tom Brady's always a public favorite. <laughs> okay. We're getting Tiger as a contrarian uh, dog where no one believes in him. Contrarian I'm going to bet dog. Tiger plus 150 to make the cut. Let's there we go. go. Let's go. Well, now that you, now you can do that, Josh. It's you, what, Massachusetts Legal Sports <laughs> Betting State. Go go uh, drive down uh, drive down to the Encore and do that. On the Encore. Of oh, course. Yeah. When we return, it's hour number two of the Lombardi line. We'll dive into the Wednesday NBA slates. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.